you're listening to Cobb Conversations on the Business of Brands with Sudeep Chawla and Sharavana Raghavan. Forgive me Sharan if this sounds like a name of a Thai dish but I keep hearing Tam Sam Som a lot these days. I I understand that neither you nor our listeners would mistake this for a Thai dish name because all of you guys are intelligent enough and clued in enough to know these are some of the terms which are regularly used now in the startup world made very very famous by this show called Shark Tank absolutely i just thought that for today's episode given some amount of work that you do with Uh, some of the businesses who are either starting up or they are trying to change their course i will try quiz you on what these terms mean how should you how should one be using them uh, what are the things to be wary of and how do you use them carefully and then possibly demonstrate some examples so that our listeners are able to clearly understand what does tam sam som mean i can definitely try answering them because every time depending on who i talk to the definition of each of these keep varying so let's try and uh, give it as definitive an example and possibly even bust a few myths about these numbers at all let's do that so okay let's start with the first one which is possibly one of the ones which is which was quoted fairly widely on uh, shark tank and i think it was defined also by one of the sharks what is tam TAM is nothing but your total addressable market. It's pretty much the total market demand for a product or service in terms of revenue. And that say if you had 100% of the market what would your revenue be? And that is what is popularly defined as your TAM. And it's largely used say to gauge the potential growth in a business and the category it's operating in and it's 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 a fairly straightforward calculation actually which talks about multiplying the number of potential customers by the number of occasions and the cost per occasion or the revenue per occasion that's a pretty straightforward calculation of what a tam would be okay so potential customers number of potential customers into number of occasions into no- revenue per occasion that's pretty much your 100% market share right yeah yeah and that's what tam really is that's what pretty much it is but it ends up being used for very very different means and tam is like you said from, because of shark tank almost becomes a, a entry yes or no question for a lot of the entrepreneurs and investors okay and uh, would you say that tam is a measure of uh, whether the entrepreneur is thinking big or not or is it a measure of whether you are entering a lucrative enough market or not i'd say it's more an information table to say how big can your potential be okay it is one of the indicators in fact yeah it's one of the indicators for how big your business can be but not the only indicator okay fair when you say it is not the only indicator just elaborate a bit more why is tam now not the only number that an investor or some of us should look at 
the i've seen conversations between investors and entrepreneurs and even entrepreneurs just deciding on whether to start up or not start up by just looking at a tam calculation now see a tam indicates a growth potential for a business yes but a tam doesn't tell you if that business size is waiting for you to come and capture it like invariably in 90% of the cases even 95% of the cases a large tam also means a large number of competition people are already fighting for that large space large opportunity the larger the opportunity more visible it is and therefore there are more people fighting for it however on the downside what happens is when you say if it's not a large enough tam i am not going to invest or i'm not going to enter this business you are at a risk of letting go of opportunities especially in the niches a niche business could be highly profitable and with very little competition most of the time and a lot of businesses that start in the niche end up expanding into far broader players over time so this is a, a one of the metric to say how big you can be but it doesn't define how big you can be you need to take it with a whole bag of salt and have your business brand vision straight before you let this make uh, become your defining decision factor okay fair and then uh, basis what you you what you were just saying because you're trying to define your potential consumers so that also makes it sound as if if your potential consumers change tam will also change of course it does tam is definitely not a fixed number and that is another reason why it can't be your only metric because it's, it really depends on how you slice the pie and that's how you get your you get to look at tam very differently depending on the category you're operating the life stage of the category your tam can shrink or expand for example electric vehicle chargers they would have formally been defined by the number of electric cars in india but today the number of electric cars are only so much so much more that the tam for electric charging stations has gone up especially in evolving new technology categories your tam is always evolving it's not constant it's in fact in most cases is rising but in some cases it can also be dropping like in the case of say tech impacted books bookstores rather so ebooks might not have affected reading to that much of an extent say probably in my estimate is about 20% of physical book readers might have adopted to e readers but online book buying has actually killed physical bookstores to large extent so the tam of bookstores has gone gone down so a tam depending on the industry depending on how the category is evolving also constantly moves and these are tectonic tectonic shifts and these one aren't easily accounted for and these shouldn't necessarily be your decision factors for at all okay so just uh... a clarificatory question because you said mm. that you know because of online marketplaces a lot of people might have started buying books online so therefore just from a 
potential customer point of view tam for a bookstore or a physical book would still remain the same however the realization of tam would have gone down because now you have competition from online bookstores right i'm talking about tam as bookstores let's say you are a software selling bookstore then your tam would have gone down now your tam would remain the same if you were a book publisher but as a bookstore you have competition so your sam changes so we'll discuss that when we come to sam but if you were a software provider for bookstores or a library book or a bookkeeping software solutions provider you don't have a tam anymore for that fair understood okay so let's move to the next one uh, what is sam sam is expanded a serviceable available market it is a segment of tam that you can actually target it's usually a subset of tam that you can reach it's based on the infrastructure you have the business strategy you adopted it's the market you are able to target within the tam it what it helps you estimate the market that you can acquire and this is defi- defined by who you're willing to target who you're going after and factors like that and a great way to calculate sam is by multiplying the number of potential customers by the percentage of the market that you can target now you can target could be geographic means could be affordability means it could be by different factors okay it could also be by arriving at some kind of surrogates which will define what kind of people might be willing to try you absolutely okay so therefore it is almost a downweighting to tam to downweight tam by some measure yeah it it usually is but i again have a point of view on this that a, a, the sam of a business does not have to be restricted by tam because we already touched upon tam itself being an evolving factor so if you tie your sam too closely or too tightly to your tam then it kind of restricts your business thinking unless you decide to change the tam itself every time exactly okay so if if you're flexible enough to change your tam then yes sam will always be a subset but if you want to expand your business beyond your tam you don't have to restrict yourself within that space because there's just a calculation metric for investors and for you to give your projections so let's say look at mama earth for example they started off as a baby product a uh, baby care company now from baby care they expanded to mothers then to larger women a uh, personal care now they even gone into men's personal care now that is a sam that's continued to evolve which is a virtue of the tam also continuing to evolve but had the sam been defined by tam then this business thinking would not have happened or may not have happened uh, like maybe fairness creams at one point in time tam must have been all women and then the industry evolved and somebody exploded it uh, they saw tam differently and therefore they saw their sam differently absolutely it's i mean it's as good with uh, movies right uh, once bahubali does 1000 crores then tangle does another 1000 crores after that so the market has just been defined by it and you keep following through saying i can target more that, that sounds fair okay and then for sam now tell me you said that it is it talks about addressable market that sounds like something which is a function of quite a few things function of imagination function of investment that you have function of the risk you are willing to take etc etc is that so right 
it is and it's not completely controllable as in it's not always as easy to identify and frame based on your controllables in the sense that it requires a deep understanding of the target market and the competitive landscape a lot of game theory comes into play saying if they have money the competition is going to go after so much of a market share their share of voices so much so it requires a lot of research to identify the portion of market that is actually interested in your brand and is willing to pay for it so it's not something saying i am going to go after a plus households in the metros of india it's not as simple as that statement it's about going into a lot more detail to say what does it take to go after these households and who are the people who are already fighting for the share of wallet and then coming down to a reason saying what is my right to justify to win the right portion of this wallet that i'm going to focus on and that would define your sam and it's not always black and white and it you could come up with this a different sam for the same brand and i could come up with a different sam and we have a logic right as long as the logic is right and you are the business operator you're fine fair that sounds logical when we started tam you said tam is not the only uh, sec- uh, only metric to look at uh, did you mean that one should look at tam as well as sam both in fact tam people should look at tam sam and som together they go if they're looking to make uh, an impact on the business or to judge a business but yeah looking at tam and sam together will give you far greater clarity than just looking at tam and again sam is not always the most relevant market to target in the sense that say there could be opportunities beyond sam and that might not be there when you make your projections there was this fabric fragrancer that i worked on some time back and it had a better right to win in the pet care segment than it had in the fabric care segment so the entire business was changed depending on where the brand was going so those things also happen you're listening to cob conversations on the business of brands your hosts are sudeep chawla marketing practitioner business leader and educator to advertising and marketing professionals and sharavana raghavan of vitral brand expertise growth consultants to consumer facing brands and businesses for more information go to cobcast.net if you find this podcast helpful please help us by telling your friends and rating us uh let us get to the third metric which is som what is som the baby of the three which is your service obtainable market oh okay i always thought it was share of market ha huh. now this share of market is the result okay when you are telling your boss this is the market share i'm going to go after it is a service serviceable obtainable market it is a potential market share okay <laughs> so at the beginning of the year it is this sum at the end of the year it is your sum hmm okay understood <laughs> understood okay so serviceable obtainable market yeah that's just fancy name for saying what market share you can get it is the share of the sam that you're going to go after and what are you realistically capable of capturing 
Okay. So in addition to investments and strategy, it also takes competition spend, like I mentioned in Sam, that and your market realities into consideration. What channels am I going after? Am I going after all potential touch points? Am I going after the entire uh, target audience properly within the SAM? So all of these come into play. So for this, you would calculate it by multiplying the number of potential customers by the percentage of the market that a brand can realistically capture. And this becomes a lot more tangible, at least sounds a lot, lot more tangible when you're making the SAM numbers. And so let me put it in, a, in an entrepreneur sense, right? For an investor, your SOM becomes the most relevant number in the short term. The moment you achieve your SOM, so I'm going to achieve 2% market share, and you achieve that 2% market share, your investor starts to relax, saying, okay, you're starting to fulfill your promises. Now, if you can't reach your SOM, is when your investor starts going into panic, saying you can't even do the SOM, what's the point of the time? Your SOM is your first measure for an investor in the entrepreneur-investor relationship. Okay, So it's supposed to be uh, significantly more grounded than the other two. Yes. Okay. So hence, if I am a new brand who is only looking to going to go digital out, and hence my SOM will take that into account that I'm not going to be present in offline channel. It should. Yes. Okay. Exactly. And then suppose in my brand journey, in my business journey, I become big enough and I realize that now I need to expand and therefore I start looking at, for example, modern trade formats. And right. hence, uh, at that stage, my SOM will go up. Absolutely. It will go up manifold okay. because you're increasing, adding another channel. So okay. in today's parlance, you look at D2C brands yeah. that are going omni-channel, yeah. significantly alter their SOM. SOM. Okay. While the time might still be the same. Yes. Okay. Understood. But one watch out here on SOM, though, is something that's very important popular parlance going on, is that SOM is not always a reliable indicator of business performance because it does not take into account your profitability. You as a new brand, as a startup brand, could have achieved your SOM, could have achieved a significant share of your SAM. Say you've taken 50% of your SAM. And you might not, not have taken your profitability into consideration at all because you do have, say, you're selling on the marketplaces and your SAM itself is a little restrictive and you've gotten 50% of SAM. Now, you spent a lot of money to get that. Now, is that proof of good business? That's for anybody to judge and that's what the market eventually does when you list it. So, a SOM is the first gate for an investor to judge a business and the entrepreneur, not necessarily the most credible health indicator of a business. That's a caveat I'd put on the table. Okay, fair. So now when you are grounding SOM so much, how is this different from market share? Because here, this is what your business plans indicate, saying what market share you can get at the beginning of the year. Now, at the end of the year, let's say you, at the beginning of the year, you put your market plans, your sales plans, your business strategy, all to acquire 2% of the market. That's the sum. At the end of the year, if you've done 1.5% of the market or you got 3% of the market, that is your actual share of market. This is obtainable, which is set in the future. It's 
its future very tense when it's being listed fair so it is the promise of a market share which might or might not get delivered and market share tells you what you have actually delivered yes and this is what your business plans are gauged and therefore you were saying that one should look at tam sam som all all of them right. in consonance to possibly hmm. try and judge a business right hmm. and why did you say so just say give us a little bit of more clarity around that because see what does tam tell you tam tells you the global picture or the the large the large scale picture aha uh-huh. now the large scale picture doesn't tell you take comp- does not take competition into account it does not tell you when you're going to be very large it only tells you there's a large customer base you can go after yeah now who are you running with what are you capable of doing there nobody knows and then when you, when you add sam to it it then tells you the kind of slices the market say okay for this brand in this business your sam kind of tapers down to a smaller portion of the tam therefore this is what we should be talking about then the moment you add some your your actual business capabilities to it then it narrows down even further say so in the short term this is my potential business size and that is using all the three layers is a, a lot more saying as an investor i'm investing today in the short term how big the business is going to be in the medium term how big the business is going to be and in the long term potentially how big can the business get is the way an investor or an entrepreneur should look at the business so therefore using all the three filters gives you a more holistic picture i'm reminded of another example i was watching this uh, video podcast called barber shop and uh, he was hosting uh, mr mahapatra he is the founder of this company called off business they work in the commodities market and they do credit financing there trade financing there and they deal in all kind of gases and metals and all of that so shant i think you mentioned this it's a very unglamorous yeah, category so that shant you asked him why did you choose this so this guy said almost something to what you were earlier saying that this is such an unglamorous business i knew not many people will be looking at it and hence therefore i had the opportunity to you know really go and be a big player there now if i were to be thinking on his behalf he would have seen that the time is decently big maybe not as big as say uh, a cosmetic brand but it decently big but the chance of som is possibly very high som uh, the ratio of som to tam possibly is very high in this business because one he is the first mover and number two mm. there aren't many competitors any which ways and aren't going to be also because the sector is very unglamorous technical boring etc right yeah yeah boring is the word yeah. yes you're right and therefore you know that also might prompt some of the investors to look at that that uh, mm. the distance between som and tam might not be very big for slightly niche but highly profitable businesses exactly while for some of the businesses the distance between som and tam might be very very big uh, depending on how big the tam is and how competitively intensive each one of those uh, sectors are Oh, absolutely. Fair. But Sudeep, I'm going to get you to do some maths, which I'm not very good at. Okay. For the example, I want you to work off the Tam, Sam, and Som for your very famous healthy chocolate. 
<laughs> we are still on the healthy chocolate after 35 36 episodes i can't get over that okay excellent so <laughs> let's do that okay cool so when we were talking about healthy chocolate i'll keep the positioning etc aside total addressable market so who all will possibly eat healthy chocolate and we were at that time thinking of healthy chocolate as a snack yeah it is something that you can eat any time and not just restricted to only meetha occasions etc so from a time perspective i will possibly want to look at snacking occasions and i would say that uh, uh, out of the entire india population so about uh, 140 crore of population roughly about uh, 40 45 crore households yeah let's just remove the bottom 20% households where possibly there is a uh, bpl or they are right now at a sustenance level and hence the concept of snacking might not be significantly relevant so we are left with about 80% of 45 crores so therefore about 36 crores uh, uh, you know 36 crore household yeah or maybe for ease of calculation let's take it as 30 crore households so 30 crore household is your potentially addressable market yeah you start from there now you said that multiplied by number of occasions now i take one one snacking occasion a day snack once a day which is somewhere possibly in the evening somewhere between 4 and 6 let's take that as one occasion and uh, for some people in the household for example the men of the house or the or the youngsters etc they might not be snacking at that point in time but they'll be snacking slightly late but one snacking occasion in the house so 30 crore into once a day which means 30 occasions a month so 30 crore into 30 for a monthly calculation into per snacking occasion uh, you know if you take about 3 to 4 people per household they might end up spending a minimum of about 20 20 25 rupees per day okay. on snacking let's it let's it 20 rupees 20 per rupees day. per day for snacking so 30 hmm. into 30 into 20 so roughly about 900 into 20 18000 so 18000 crores yes so about 18000 crores would be your tam for snacking right. if you think of yourself right. as a snacking option so 18000 crore per month Hmm. could be your time perfect and this is where you're talking about an indian brand you're not looking at a national level that's clear on the tam point national ha huh? all india perfect yeah makes sense so, so your tam is 18000 crores for the healthy chart per month yes now perfect. you start going to sam now uh, from my previous experience in a little bit of what i know about snacking etc Uh, one of the key concepts in india that works is garam nashta thanda nashta right so hot snacks and cold snacks and india considers hot snacks as better because they are considered fresh homemade etc etc so therefore you know about uh, 60% of your snacking occasions yeah uh, or the 60% of the snacking market would possibly go with that and you you are left with only 40% yeah now 40% is out of 18000 crores 40 40% is 7200 crores yeah now 40% market is your cold snacks okay yeah yeah 60 thought 40 is cold ha 40 is cold so therefore 7200 crore becomes your cold snack market 
आई थिंक विद इन कोल्ड स्नैक यू नीड टू थिंक अबाउट सेवरी एंड स्वीट बिकॉज फाइनली यू आर अ चॉकलेट सो यू विल बी स्वीट सो आई थिंक अ फिल्टर ऑफ सेवरी एंड स्वीट नीड्स टू बी यूज वट आई नो फ्रॉम माई प्रीवियस एक्सपीरियंस इन दिस कैटेगरी इज दैट स्नैकिंग सिग्निफिकेंट पार्ट ऑफ द स्नैकिंग इज सेवरी बिकॉज सेवरी गिवस राइज टू मोरिशनेस यू टेन टू ईट मोर यू वॉन्ट टू ईट मोर टेन टू मंच मोर right like, so you continue to munch when it's salty you end up munching more correct. like so, popcorn like it happens with popcorn or namkeen or stuff like that whereas you don't do that uh, with uh, something that is sweet because sweet is satiating so beyond a point you will not be able to eat more than 2 3 pieces of sweet while you might actually gobble up the entire bowl of uh, savory snacks yeah so therefore uh, my best guess will be so about Uh, 70% 80% of the of the market again would go to savory and we are left left with about 20 30% of the market for sweet snacks yeah so we were left with uh, 7200 crores so if 70% of that goes so you have roughly about uh, 30% left which is about 2000 crores yeah so now you are your uh, sam then possibly is 2000 crores of 2000 crore of monthly sweet snacking market right this includes branded unbranded everything everything this includes that's lots that's of that's stuff sam you wanted to find yeah. okay so it would possibly include branded unbranded sweets as in mithai then sweet biscuits all sorts of them glucose cookies and chocolate biscuit etc etc it would include ice creams and it would include chocolates yeah fairly big categories there so your sam therefore becomes 2000 crores per month now you come to som right now in som you would then say that okay how am i going to define my competition hmm. and the your positioning uh, yeah and the positioning and the competition is defined by the positioning right so if i say to the consumer they don't eat chocolates eat me then my competition is chocolates hmm. if i tell them don't eat sweets eat me then my competition is sweets so it depends on how i am approaching the market suppose i approach the market as ch- chocolates for example how you want to define your marketing objective yes comes back to that yeah perfect so now uh, within that 2000 crore you have four big categories uh, you have biscuits you have ice creams you have chocolates and you have um uh, mithai mithai yeah so out of these four my hunch is that biscuits will be the biggest right it'll be about 40% of the market right yeah and then there'll be possibly mithai which will be another maybe 25 30% yeah right. and then there'll be uh chocolates which is another 10 to 15% so that makes it 40 35 70. 75 75 15 Uh, 90 and 10 percent will be ice cream, roughly. Right. So, if chocolate is 15 percent, so 15 percent of 2,000 crores is about 300 crores. Mm-hmm. So, if you are defining chocolate as your market, so your som, ideally, should come out of chocolate, which is about uh, 300 crores yeah. per month. Within that, you might want to say that uh, some bit of it will be for indulgent. Yeah, but yeah, and but. 
from my marketing point of view from my spend point of view because i'm taking on the entire chocolate industry you might say that my against when i'm fighting with the likes of cadbury or nestle or hershey's etc etc i will at best be able to invest sufficient money to create a 30% share of voice for me in the next entire year and okay. 30% share of voice might give me for example uh, a 10% at best a 10% market share ambitious but yes yeah. <laughs> so so therefore uh, hence in a 300 crore of uh, chocolate market per right. month i will get about 10% som which is about 30 crore per month right so that's how i whittled down from 18000 crore per month of tam to about 30 crore of right. som right yeah per month now if you apply your your trade to this your positioning of for women to this it will further it will further come down but to avoid complexity yes i think this is a good place to stop because this very clearly says how you break things down from a tam to a sam to a som yeah and these are all again indicative numbers you know yeah. i might have gone somewhere uh, wrong here and there but the idea is to just possibly tell uh, as to how to look at surrogates to cut a particular market and then how to put keep putting filters so that you are able to arrive at an answer that seems logical to you exactly yeah so does that pass your approval sharan i was just happy you took away the number pressure from me <laughs> i'm sure uh, a lot of our uh, business friends startup friends would have met some consultants they are very good at crunching numbers so they will at the flick of their wrist will be able to produce the tam sam som for you at least on the excel sheet they can as long as right. you guide them with some of the specificities of the business which is uh, about what kind of market are you going after what do you know right. about them about their consumption occasions throughput per occasions etc and then from a som perspective what do you think we will be able to target and all of that right uh, and i also hope we've managed to bust a few myths about uh, these three factors because a lot sometimes i've met entrepreneurs who are intimidated by these numbers uh-huh. by the tam sam and som and i also met entrepreneurs who use it wrong sure. and make a few fatal mistakes so so i i hope we managed to clarify that today yeah i hope so i think uh, this is a good one uh, and i i think the way you put uh, definitions of tam sam som makes it fairly clear uh, and also makes it amply clear that one should not be using each one of these metric individually it is best to look at them in a combined manner when you are evaluating as uh, the business or a business opportunity uh, from a investor point of view as well as from a entrepreneur point of view right okay excellent thank you for this sharan thank you for listening to cob conversations on the business of brands with sudeep chawla and sharavana raghavan subscribe and learn more at copcast.net that's c o b b c a s t .net